At Armstrong, your connectivity is backed by local technicians, our 24-7 network operations team, and our 24-7 customer service center. Armstrong, unmatched employees, unmatched customer care, unmatched fiber network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Armstrong in the Loop podcast. I'm your host, Seth Prentice, and today I'm honored to be joined by Aaron Portrait, Director of Marketing and Communications for Envision Human Services. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Of course. Hey, you have a wonderful organization in Envision Human Services, and I think a lot of people don't realize everything that you do. They might not even be you know, aware of your location here in the Pittsburgh region. So why don't we start off and learn more about what is Envision Human Services? So Envision Human Services, as you said, we're, we're our headquarters are in, in Wexford, um, but we also have offices in Harrisburg and Reading, Pennsylvania. Uh, and we are a nonprofit that provides services for people with intellectual disabilities and autism which that's our, our, our core of our business. Well, well, that, that was going to be the, the follow-up question here. So, you know, that's, that's your core. What are your core services to provide, you know, for those individuals? So we have three primary, or I'm sorry, four primary business units. The first is our residential program. So this is, um, different, I think, than some other human service organizations in that, all of our services are completely customized. Uh, we don't have any off the shelf programs because as you can imagine, everyone's needs are unique. Uh, and that is no different than people with intellectual disabilities and autism, IDA, uh, just to, to use the initialism. Um, so our team of behavioral specialists and clinicians meet with the individual and or their family to really customize a program around their needs, whether it is based on their, their intellectual disability or if they also have a physical disability. The other thing about our residential program that's different is we don't have group homes. Mm. All, of our, all of our residential locations are individual. Um, and that is the, the, the largest part of our business. We have, I think, around 143 homes across the state of Pennsylvania, mostly Western and Central Pennsylvania. Um, our other part of our business is called community supports. So that is for someone who doesn't require around-the-clock care, which are residential programs. We work on block shifts. So Block one is three days a week. So uh, a direct support professional, a DSP, um, will actually go and live with the person with intellectual disabilities and provide whatever care they need based on the plan that is developed at the beginning. Um, so the community supports program is for someone that doesn't require that intensive of care or support, but needs help with um, interest-based activities, uh, 
They need help with um, getting to and from work. They need help paying bills. They need help with meal preparation. Um, or they just need someone to take them out into the community to go to the zoo or mm. go and to the movies or whatever, whatever it is. And again, it's completely customized based on their needs. Um, the third um, service area is employment supports. Um, and this isn't job placement. Um, this is really uh, our job facilitators work with the, the individual we support and they work with employers to find out well, you know, what their talents are, what their skills are, what, what they wanna do for a job. And then they'll actually go and find employers. And if a, if a job doesn't exist, they'll create one. Because what we find is, is that certain employers may have a gap in a shift where it's, it's the changeover and they're temporarily understaffed for two hours. Uh, traditionally, there's not a person that's going to want to work just two hours a day or, you know, two days a week. But a person with intellectual, with intellectual disabilities, that may be perfect for them. So we've actually worked with employers to create jobs specific for those people. And we have an incredible success rate there. They, they think like uh, 80% of the people that we place uh, and help find jobs retain those jobs for a number of years. And so that's something that we're really, really proud of. And the last service is um, actually an affiliate organization called Envision Behavioral Health. And this is behavioral and mental health services. We have clinicians, we have uh, psych psychiatrists on staff, because what we find is that some people with intellectual disabilities may also have a dual diagnosis of a mental health issue. Mm. And in traditional uh, therapy or psychiatric practices, people may be wonderful, but aren't experienced in providing, providing those care, care to clients who have a, an intellectual disability. So, so we provide that service, not only to the people we support, but we also get referrals from other other practitioners and other providers in the area. Aaron, and just to follow up here, do you, you notice that most people that you serve, you know, everyone has something different with them. There are, you know, no two cases are like, you know, um, you know, I've understood from, you know, talking with individuals about autism and, and just how rare and unique it is, you know, to each and every individual. Yeah, I think it's like it's like anything else um, that there's no two disabilities that are alike. You may be diagnosed with something, but uh, based on uh, where you fall, like autism spectrum disorder, they call it a spectrum because it's it's very broad in mm. terms of um, how you how you behave, how you communicate. So that's why it's so important for us to follow up an approach that's very customized because it's a recognition that um, there's no one solution that's going to fit uh, even a group of people. You can't just take them and lump them together and say, these people have autism, so this is how we're going to support them. It's just not the way it is. It may have been that, you know, back in the, in the early days um, when, you know, institutions were the norm. Now, you know, community-based supports, community-based providers such as Envision 
they're more the norm. And, and even, especially in the state of Pennsylvania, the institutions are being phased out. I think there are only four state institutions left in Pennsylvania. So um, the, the individualized customized approach uh, has been the way it the, has been the norm for uh, at least the last decade, if not more than that. That's incredible. Have you had one employer that stands out for, you know, being able to create positions for your clients that are, you know, are in need of a job and um, getting themselves out into the community? There is, there's a hotel in Cranberry. I think it's, it's, I think it's a, it's a holiday Inn property. Um, they created a custodial position for somebody resupport, and it was the same thing. They had their regular custodial staff, um, but this person was interested in, in helping to clean. So uh, we worked with the manager of the hotel uh, at Fairfield Inn. That's who, that's who it was. It just hit me, the Fairfield Inn. Um, they were very accommodating to create a part-time custodial position for this woman that we support. And she's been there several years now and is is just so proud of the work that she does. And, and it, it's so meaningful because the smallest thing, some things that we take for granted, people without disabilities take for granted, are so significant in these people's lives. And just the smallest gesture, like this manager taking the extra time to work with us to create a position, has immeasurable impact on the life of someone with disabilities because they feel like they're participating and contributing. Uh, I, I can't even imagine. I'm just, you know, so blown away and, and just hearing, you know, something like this, it just warms the heart and, you know, it, it truly has to help you and, you know, your entire staff, you know, know what you're doing makes a difference in, in these people's lives. are important, but really we're a means to an end. We're, we're just, we're another way for people with disabilities to, to live a life uh, of dignity and respect. Um, they deserve that right just as anyone else does. And for us to help them forge a path uh, of a life with, of meaning uh, and purpose is really why we exist. Um, to provide them a level of independence that maybe was not thought possible in the past. No. So, you know, just us talking about this, that has to separate, you know, Envision from other human service organizations. But, I mean, do you have any other examples or, you know, maybe a reason why Envision is just so unique compared to, you know, maybe you know, fellow organizations that do similar things? Well, uh, I already touched on one, which is the, 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 the residential model that we have. Uh, most, if not all other human service providers, IDA providers, um, their homes are group homes. So there'll be three to four people living in one location. Ours is, is, is individualized. And there's a reason behind that. Uh, and really to tell that story, I think we have to go back to the beginning. Ruth Siegfried, our, 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 current founder, president, and CEO, started her career as a direct support professional. 
And back then, uh, like I said, uh, the, the, the system was institutional or congregate, congregate meaning a, a group setting. And what she found was that there were certain people with disabilities who were more challenging, who were more on the more severe side that were underserved um, because of the severity of their disability. So in 1992, she founded what was then known as Sharp Vision. So we changed our name to Envision Human Services in 2010, but she created this, what was at the time, you know, so innovative was let's focus on the individual um, who may not have been as successful in a group setting just because of their, 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 the severity of their, of their disability or the behaviors um, that they exhibited uh, and customize those solutions. And, and I think that carried through to today where we really specialize in people who, who have more challenging life experiences, um, who uh, we get referrals from other organizations because um, not that they can't provide services for them, but they know who we are and they realize that the individual with disabilities is better served in our model because it's individualized. And we really can work with that person, um, number one, to, make, to keep them safe um, um, and really to help them flourish um, and help them discover things that they thought weren't possible, even small things like, like meal preparation, feeding, that our, our focus allows one DSP and sometimes do two DSPs to provide 24 seven round the clock care for one person at a time. And I think that makes all the difference. And I think that's, that's what really separates us. You know, and I'm sure that everything that you provide can't be cheap. So, you know, how, you know, is Envision funded? You know, is this a lot on the community support? You know, are there grants? You know, explain the model for Envision um, well, because the, I'm sure that, you know, it's very unique. Well, it, it, we are funded through the state of Pennsylvania. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a matching uh, program where we get funded through the Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services, CMS. Um, the, the federal government matches what the state provides, but it's all administered through the state. So basically we're a, we're a single payer service. Um, there's a, there's a, the, the um, it's called the Office of Developmental Programs, which is part of the Department, Department of Human Services. They are basically our regulatory and, and they are paid. So um, people apply for services. Once they are approved for services, that's how we're funded. But as you can imagine, not everything we do is, is covered. And I think, I think uh, about $2 million a year is paid by us to provide services for people. So there's, there's that, a gap in funding um, and it's a, it's a challenge. Uh, I can imagine. So, uh, you know, with that being said, that, that $2 million, you know, is that something that you're looking for help from the community to, you know, help uh, <laughs> give a little back? Yeah, yeah. Well, we do. I think to, to your point, we have a foundation, Envision Foundation, and they, and they do a lot of great work in, in seeking grants from other other foundations, as well as other um, corporate sponsors or, you know, philanthropic organizations. But um, 
every dollar helps. And um, if someone's interested, they can go to envisionfoundation.org and see uh, our stories of impact and and donate to us. Because like I said, every every amount can make such a huge difference in the life of someone with with, uh, intellectual disability or autism. What challenges does Envision and the IDA community face? I think it goes back to funding. Um, not to get too, too into the weeds, but um, because we're funded by the state, um, the wages that are paid to a DSP are set by the state. Mm-hmm. So right now, the average hour, and they're an, it's an hourly position. Right now, I think across the state of Pennsylvania, the hourly wage for a DSP is about $13.30 an hour. Um, it's, by any standard that you look at, it's not a living wage. Um, and these people are not you know, babysitters. They're, they're, they run from a, a nurse to a socialist to behavior specialist. They're providing... Uh, in our case, round-the-clock care. In, in in some of in some of the situations, they're helping with personal hygiene. They're they're doing food prep. They're feeding people. Um, they're caring for their medicine, medicine, medic, medicine, medication administration. So, this is a, a skilled and, and and trained and highly regulated um, job. And you know, especially with the pandemic. You know, someone in a restaurant, fast food or service industries making more than them. Uh, and that's the biggest challenge that we face. And, you know, we our office in Harrisburg is our government relations and advocacy office. And they do a, a, a lot of work working with the Pennsylvania General Assembly and the governor's office uh, on the state budget to increase the budget for Office of Developmental Programs. Um, because that's where the wage increases come. Unfortunately, um, over the last, we haven't had, we have had one rate increase in the last 11 years now. Um, and we really tried this year to get a wage increase and it was not included in the budget. Now, we have some assurances from uh, Governor Wolf's office that next year's budget will include a wage increase, but you know, the pandemic affected everybody significantly. It really had a, a, a significant impact on IDA because DSPs can't shelter in place. They can't work remotely. They were throughout this pandemic. They were in the homes, caring, uh, providing supports for people with disabilities. Now, we did get funding through the American Rescue Plan. So we were able to uh, augment wages temporarily, but um, it's such a significant expense when you have over 500 employees um, that it's just, it, at the time, it wasn't sustainable. So to me, that's the, the, the single biggest challenge for our industry. We have turnover rates, 30, 40% uh, at, at some points. And the, the number of, of, of overtime that needs to be paid those things that aren't as public as in some of these stories that that's the biggest challenge and i think the other challenge is the state 
um, there's currently 15,000 people in the state of Pennsylvania waiting for services. So these are people with intellectual disabilities who have applied, have been applied and approved, but they're just not enough money to support all of them. You have people waiting years um, to get placed. Um, so not something that we as an organization or a provider can, can impact, but it's, it's disheartening when you think about that many people who are in desperate need of support services who are just waiting on it. So what other people can do, I think is be aware um, and understand the situation. You know, I don't think that a lot of people realize um, how many people just in the state of Pennsylvania are currently being served, but the, the number of people that are just waiting. Um, so you know, just learn more and hopefully get active and, and, and advocate on our behalf and, and understand the, the severity of this. Um, and, and really those are the biggest challenges that we face. And I never knew the number was that high. So, uh, but you know, more to the fact of why organizations like Envision, you know, are crucial to the need to help those uh, definitely with, you know, uh, mental or physical uh, limitations. Um, but we, we will definitely share your website and, and any extra information in the notes of the show that so that people can, you know, help learn and become more aware, you know, so that it, it helps all of you. Um, Aaron, what should we understand about people with intellectual disabilities that might not be common knowledge or, you know, maybe something we haven't known in the past? Well, I think, I think it's, it's pretty basic, but I don't know that people, if you don't, if you don't have a family member or know someone with a disability, obviously it's not going to be top of mind. Mm -hmm. So basically they have the same desires and dreams and hopes that people without disabilities have. Um, they they want to have a home. They want to live independently. Whatever independence means for them. They want to have a job. They want to be accepted. Uh, I mean, they want basic, you know, to be treated with dignity and respect. I mean, we, we just recently, President Biden just re recently uh, celebrated the 31st anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, and it, that made discrimination against people with disabilities illegal, but it didn't change um, the, the view that people have, um, you know, and they wanna be accepted. They wanna contribute. Uh, they want to be part of their community. They want to be good neighbors. Um, it's not anything more than that. Um, it, it really is basic, fundamental, um, just being a human being and being treated like one um, and not pitied or felt, you know, made to feel inferior. Um, they just want to be understood. They want to be accepted. Um, and that's really, that's really it. Um, I think that um, the, the contributions that they can make um, oftentimes go unnoticed. Um, 
because of a behavior or that they don't communicate like you or me. They're nonverbal. Um, it doesn't mean that um, they can't communicate. They just communicate differently. Uh, and I think those are the things that um, people need to be more aware of um, when they, they interact with someone or come across someone with a disability is that it, they're, they're just like you and I, they just happen to have something that makes them behave or communicate differently. Anything else you would like to share with us today? Let me think. Um, no, I, I don't think so. I think we covered a lot of ground here. I'm, uh, I appreciate the time. I appreciate uh, you um, helping to bring a little bit more awareness to Envision Human Services and the work that we do. And, you know, we've been in, in, the, in the community for a while and, um, and we want to be a good uh, citizen of the community. Um, so uh, I really enjoyed our time here. Same here. And we'd love to, you know, see a community event or, you know, something to come out, help support, you know, um, just continue to learn and, you know, and connect the community with Envision Human Services, you know, on a larger basis, because, you know, like you just said, you know, they're humans just like we are. And sometimes they are way better humans than sometimes the people that we interact with on a daily I basis. Couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know what? We had lots of plans to have events and obviously uh, the pandemic got in the way. But now that hopefully things are returning to some level of normalcy, we're, we're look, thinking about ways that we can further and better engage with the community. Um, events like that mean so much to the people we support. Um, so we'll, we'll be in touch for sure. Well, thank you, Aaron, so much for joining us today. Please visit envisionhs.org for more information about this wonderful organization and please learn more and educate yourself. For Armstrong in the Loop podcast, I'm Seth Prentice, keeping you in the loop. Are you enjoying Armstrong in the Loop podcast? Great news. All past and current episodes are available on popular streaming apps and websites. Search Armstrong in the Loop podcast and subscribe today. When it comes to internet service, you get it all with Zoom from Armstrong. There's unlimited data for unlimited downloads, low latency for seamless streaming and gaming, plus an unmatched fiber network for speeds that can't be beat. Find out for yourself. Go to armstrongonewire.com slash zoom and get high-speed internet for as low as $34.95 a month. No contracts, no hidden fees, just internet made easy. That's Zoom Internet from Armstrong.